What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Good happy day to you. Guess what? Episode 400. It is here! Episode 400! We made it! I've been talking about this here for quite some time that we're working on it and to make this episode special. And this episode is very special. Today you're going to hear Lost Boy Philip and I in Marceline, Missouri, Walt Disney's boyhood home, reconnecting with the original magic of Walt Disney and Disney as it was. Uh, and part of what made us love Disney is everything. I mean, Marceline is just where the magic lives. Uh, we actually recorded this the same weekend that D23 was going on, which is kind of a funny thing. And in, in fact, some of the uh, museum staff was there in D23, and I think they had some, some of their um, items there as well at D23. But we still went, and we had a good time, and I get to share that audio with you today. And I've got so much exciting stuff coming up in the next couple episodes. We've talked to Marshall Younger and Phil Lawler, uh, which I've got those both recorded, and we'll be releasing those in the next few weeks. I'm actually going to have some weekly episodes again for a while because I've pre-recorded stuff. I didn't record anything new so much this week other than what you're hearing right now. I'm recording this right now, this week, uh, and I plan to release this here this weekend and hopefully have it to you by Monday. But not only am I recording this audio, but if you would like to see what Philip and I are talking about, if you go to the YouTube channel, I'm going to upload. Uh, and I, you, you got to be careful because there's on my YouTube channel, I have one that's more connected with the Spider Pan, and I got one that's, that's labeled the Fandom Nexus. But I got like two different Fandom Nexus channels, uh, channels. One that's got 
a good amount of followers. The other one has barely got any followers because I don't really do anything with it, but it's, it's more connected to my, my personal YouTube channel. Uh, so, But I'm going to upload it into the main one. If you go to Neverland the Fandom Nexus, you should be able to find it. And heck, I'll just upload this to both places. But there will be video where we weren't allowed to take video inside the museum. But we were allowed to take photos. So we did take photos. And for the most part, what we're talking about, I've got a photo that coincides with it. Uh, but I mixed together some photos we've taken, some photos I've taken from previous trips, some video I've taken from previous trips. And I've kind of mishmashed it all together to make a nice, a nice fun YouTube video where you can hear Philip and I's entire Marceline adventure. Uh, and has some video to correspond, so you can kind of get a look at what we're, we're uh, talking about. Uh, it's not an exact uh, science, you know, it, it doesn't match up perfectly all the time, because, you know, sometimes we're talking about something that I didn't get a photo of, uh, and when we're inside uh, Ma Vicks and we're, we're eating lunch, I don't really have any photos inside Ma Vicks because I was eating. Uh, I didn't take a photo of our food. I'm sorry, that's very un-Instagram of me, isn't it? <laughs> but I, there's a great video for you to go and uh, take a look at if you would like, and you can see us all together. And the only thing you're going to miss pretty much at the end of the show, it will be like the typical uh, thank yous and everything that I do at the end of the show, and maybe talk about what's coming up in the next couple of weeks, which I've already mentioned. Well, you know what? I might even just let that be the end of the show, you know, because you already, well, you know, nah, I'm going to thank everybody later. <laughs> I'm going to thank everybody because I have an exit music and everything. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit about what, what I've been playing. Uh, I'm still playing Dragon Age Inquisition. I think I'm about to wrap that up. I've done nearly every side question, the, uh, side mission that I want to do in that RPG. Uh, and I've got several, several, you know, woo, I think I'm over 70 hours into that game. My goodness. Uh, and I'm about to wrap up the main story stuff because I've done all the side quest things. But there is a demo for Valkyrie Elysium, which you might have remembered Philip and I talking about that when a, a, a trailer came out a few months ago. Uh, well, there's a demo out. I haven't got a chance to sit down on it because uh, I was playing Dragon Age Inquisition, but I'm going to try that demo out, so that's what I'm about to be playing. But I wanted to let you know the demo is available because I think it's a very cool-looking game. Uh, so I want to check it out. You're going to play this as Valkyrie Girl and... Uh, and I don't know. I don't know much more about the story than that. The trailer looks pretty cool, and I thought I'd give it a try. So what I've been watching this week, uh, well, you know, actually Andor came out this week, but we're going to talk about that next week. But what I did watch this week, and I was a little behind on this, was season five of Cobra Kai, which I'm going to say overall, yes, indeedy, I did enjoy it. The story, the characters, everything, the writing on that has been very good consistently for now five seasons. It's, I think it's been consistently good. Uh, I did appreciate that this season was a little less teenage drama than some of the previous seasons and more focused on we had a uh, a good uh, almost mustache twirling villain in uh, in in uh, Terry wow my brain just went out the window I forgot Terry's last name but you know the character he was in Karate Kid 3 and he was very much a mustache uh, twirling type of villain in that one a little over the top uh, just really kind of crazy and uh, he's he's they've given him some room for him to be a little bit more subtle this time but still just as manipulative and conniving uh, and overall it seems like his main villainy in this would be his his idea his ideology of well, because he, he's he's taken like a, one of that one character Kenny who was seemed a lovely sweet kid, and you wanted some better things for him, and he's turned Kenny into kind of a bully, uh, and that's that's definitely not the way we wanted him to go. So it's it's interesting to see the uh, the ideology and what it does. And the last things we saw that Terry did was he got John Kreese arrested for an assault, and uh, we that that is dealt with very well in season five. So we get to see some of that story, and we get to see some more villainous things, and hopefully some stuff that maybe they did connect with Terry, because there's some stuff that happened in Season 5 that's definitely criminal that, uh, you know, hopefully gets latched onto Terry. 
there's something that happens at the end. And I'm like, oh, if, the, if one character had just been a little bit more patient, then maybe things would have gone different for them. I don't want to say what that's about. Uh, the only complaints I really would like to make is this, this franchise started with PG rated movies and you could take your kids and watch these movies without any qualms. Uh, the series, I mean, even the first season had uh, some, some, let's say, artwork that was not age appropriate for, for kids to see, I think. But this one started out episode one with multiple uh, instances of F-bombs. Uh, even if they were in Spanish, it's still printed up on screen, but that was not the end of it. Uh, we, we nearly every episode had those F-bombs. Uh, and I... I don't think that was appropriate for something that uh, kids are wanting to watch. And that's this is even something Philip and I were discussing because uh, his nephew's gotten all into Karate Kid after the movies and has enjoyed Cobra Kai. But it, it bothered him that, you know, here's, he doesn't want this language used around his, his nephew. And I can understand that. And I, I don't feel it's appropriate for a franchise that was built upon families being able to watch that and have something that is not really overall family appropriate now some people probably don't care about that language and whatever don't you know don't mind but uh, i don't think that's quite appropriate for the pg audience you're aiming for i mean that'll even that'll get you an instant pg-13 if you utter it once in a film if you do it twice you're an r-rated movie and they have it several times in this season so this basically turned this into an r i mean the first episode clearly would be an r-rated and that's not what uh, this franchise should be. Uh, so that would be my one complaint. Other than uh, I, I feel like Daniel forgot some of the lessons Miyagi taught him about mercy. But then again, we have seen him slowly hit that gray area between Miyagi-Do and, uh, and I guess, Eagle Fang and Cobra Kai. And he did go a little Cobra Kai there in the third film. Uh, and there's definitely one instance of, like, you know, Miyagi would be very disappointed in you what you just did. Uh, there's there's very important things about keeping your word and not being deceptive and honor is an important thing. Uh, and Daniel does something in this season that I thought was very actually dishonorable and he was not keeping his word on purpose. And I think Miyagi would have some words for him. Uh, overall, though, uh, they did uh, bring in some classic characters chosen as more of a character. They just made him the most lovable guy that you'd want to hang with. He's just, and you can tell there's still that part of him that he is still that, that tough, uh, you don't mess with this guy uh, chosen that we know from Karate Kid Part 2. But we've seen like a, the nice guy, good, good-hearted guy, very wise even, some of the things he teaches the, the, the students. Uh, chosen just they, he's my favorite character out of this season he was just a great character uh, but we also get to see Mike Barnes return I'm not going to tell you what happens with that uh, there was some really good humor in this season as well I, I did laugh at a lot of things that were done pretty much for funny uh, some of the hero characters I think are going to get away from stuff that would actually be criminal uh, some assault maybe uh, chosen com- basically committed assault on a group of guys that was like oops I'm sorry I guess you guys weren't my enemies after all there's kind of a bit like that and then even the, the final episode episode there's definitely um a bit of breaking and entering trespassing going on uh and uh even a theft that's shown in the in the, the final episode and it's done you know it's kind of humorous but it's like that's still a crime <laughs> you know it's like hey you're supposed to be our good guys so but overall yes a, a very good season i really enjoyed it i'm looking forward to what they're going to do with season six and I've even heard uh, some talk that uh, the that Sony Pictures wants to pick up the franchise with another movie, which personally I think you know you've got a good thing going on with Cobra Kai. If you have some more good stories to tell, keep telling it through Cobra Kai. Uh, a movie is you know fine. I guess you can make some movie, some money that way. But no, I mean, 
unless you're going to wrap up the series with a, a theatrical film, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure where they're going with this. Uh, so, But that is, uh, I guess, something Sony is talking about doing while they have control over the franchise. Uh, I think that wraps up everything I wanted to talk to you about before we just get started in Marceline. So let me just toss it over to me right now in uh, Marceline. Well, here we are. Uh, we're actually inside the museum. The tour is about to start, but uh, this is it. Our 400th episode, and we're recording live. Uh, it sounds like we got a tour about to start here, Phil, so we'll wander this way. We'll look in the uh, gift shop here in a little bit. But here we go. I wonder how much it's changed in the last three years. Hi there. I haven't seen you in a long, long, long time. I haven't been here in like three years now. Okay. So it seems like forever. Yes. <laughs> well, how are you? Pretty good. Good. Well, you brought your entourage along. Well, I was aiming for an entourage. I'm recording actually the 400th episode today. But, I've, you know, this is my, my pastor and my best friend for since I was seven. Well, and, very uh, good. He's been co-hosting with me. What's so. your name here? Inez. Inez, it's nice to meet you. Not many of us around. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not many, but she's got some serious history. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway, we appreciate you coming. No problem. And. And um, the Disney family stepped off the train right out there in 1906. Wonderful. Yeah. Mother and dad decided Chicago was no longer a safe place to raise their family. Smoky and crime-ridden streets. Mm -hmm. Elias and Flora had grown up on a farm, and they wanted that for their children. They had five. Herbert, Raymond, Roy, Walt, and Luke. Well, Herbert and Raymond were teenagers. <laughs> they liked Chicago, but Dad said we're all going to Marceline. So they came, but they didn't stay very long. Came over here in the dark of the night and jumped on a freight train and went back to Chicago. <laughs> it was easy. We have 70 trains that go through a day. So uh, they didn't spend, too much, spend much of their life here. But Walt and Ruth loved here. But this is the house they lived in. And when you go to the farm today, you'll see a large red house. This is encompassed within that house, but it isn't open for tours. It's a private yeah. residence. So. Um, I'm still trying to get myself an invite in there. <laughs> You're still what? I'm still trying to get myself an invite in there. Somebody, because I, I hear Kay has kept like Walt's room the way it was, and yes, I've never gotten yes. to see it. I've just heard. And there, she and a bunch of our volunteers are in D23 today. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I picked a weird time to schedule my 400th episode recording. <laughs> in it's fact, a D23 day. <laughs> we have pictures back, and uh, we knew it was taking her a long time, and she had a lot of people helping her, but. She's got a very good likeness of this building in their booth. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh huh. So when you get so there's probably some items missing that normally would be in the museum that they're showing off over at D23, isn't there? Yeah. Figures. Well, you're here. But we're here. That's yes. Right. The magic's here. It's not at D23. Right. It's here. Right. So the first. This is just <laughs> for people who bring children who are. Oh yeah. But I guess you're, none of you would like to do that. Well, we're, we're, we're kids at heart, right? But the first video to watch is in there because that tells you about them coming on a train. Mm -hmm. And work your way around the room and the videos and the pictures will tell you the story. Thank you, mm -hmm. ma'am. I really appreciate it. And she's got, she's got some serious stories from 1956 there. The pen is, you know, she's got some stories on her button there. Awesome. So, yeah, uh, they opened up their home when Walt came back to dedicate That's the pool. That's awesome. So... 
and actually that's why her, her daughter is Kay Mallins uh, that bought the house because they were trying to buy it for Walt. Walt was going to build a park where that oh, house is, but it uh, didn't quite come around that way. Yeah, so I'm sure the museum is entirely different from when you first saw it. It's even different from the first time I stepped in here. There was, the gift shop was actually in here the first time I was here. Yeah. Uh, but this room is kind of dedicated to the Santa Fe Railroad. Uh, there's an entire uh, booth back there outside that we'll get into that's also a lot of the Santa Fe Railroad. Because I remember being in here in a little area. I should be careful about the audio of the uh, TVs. So there's probably copyright on it, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't recall these dishes being in here before. Yeah, I'm, I'm vaguely picking up the audio of that, but I'm sorry, I don't want to record their videos. So we're moving right into this room. There's a lot you can learn over there, of course, from them coming. I love this lamp. This was not here before. I also love that they're showing the Alice comedies here. Yeah, that's a big deal at the time. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's actually new. Alice's Wonderland and Oswald and Trolley Troubles. I wonder if they show the Trolley Troubles over in here, too. So here by the, the train stuff that they have. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, you're going through the room. Uh, now, the fun thing is one of the times that Walt came back, nobody really knew about this Dreaming Tree thing until he came over and started telling stories about it. And here's Walt and Roy over by the Dreaming Tree. Uh, and this is where him actually, he would tell stories to little Ruth. Yeah. Uh, and this is what Ruth would say. He was like the greatest storyteller ever, even as a boy. But that's where that imagination was just growing. And he would draw pictures and stuff under this tree. Sense. I think every kid has a place, where, you know, I don't know about every kid, but I know I did, has a place where they just let their imagination go yeah. crazy. Yeah, and there it is. It says, it was large cottonwood. Still stands where Walt played, studied belly botany, and hatched his schemes. <laughs> uh, now, unfortunately, the tree was, weather has destroyed it, but they've got son of the dreaming tree that's over there. We'll go get and look at that later. Uh, oh, they, they have labeled Walt. I was about to say, can you find young Walt in this picture over here at a school? But there he is. He's labeled right there. You can see in his eyes. Kind of. This is a very fuzzy, yeah. fuzzy picture. I bet Ruth is in this picture somewhere, too. Very blonde looking in this <laughs> Yeah. Little black and white ones. A little bit. Yeah. And they say in this other photo you can find Roy, because he came in, he started at ninth grade. I don't know if they've got Roy labeled. I don't know. And I don't know that Ruth, if Ruth is in this picture. Yes, I can't remember. Um, See, it says Walt was nearly seven when he enrolled for school because his father wanted him to wait until Ruth was old enough to go. So, yeah, Ruth should be in here, too. So he started school a little late. This is probably Roy's right here, most likely. Yeah, Roy is up in that one. Yeah, that's what I was just yeah. talking about, because he was ninth grade. You, what, you spotted him? I'm pretty sure. Isn't that him up there at the top? At least it looks similar. What, what, one from the right there? Yeah, it seems like I could be wrong. But just that, yeah. Or you that middle tall guy. <laughs> yeah, because I could be wrong. I don't know. that Roy look. I was thinking of the uh, slightly blonde-headed guy there, second from the right. Might be right. It's hard to sell. They didn't label him. Yeah, they didn't, but he just has that Roy look. <laughs> hmm. You might be right. Okay, now here's the Park School in 1946. I think this is part of the return, some of these photos. Oh, yeah, here's... I love this photo. Oh. 
Yeah, so. And there's Helena there's Johnson, who we were just talking to in the video. Yeah, she's super sweet. And you know, somebody had told me they thought that she had passed away. I'm glad she, she didn't. She's still with us. Yeah, she's telling me that, actually. Yeah, somebody had told me that, and I think he did say something on the show. What was this program? Band concert by Marketing School Board, Invocation. I, I wonder if this was the program. Yeah, because yeah, an address by Mr. Walt Disney. Bruce Barnes, architect. Pink Panther shirt. <laughs> this, I wonder if this was the dedication for it. Let me see what it says. Well, he's, trying to, he's trying to film videos. Let me go around here, this other side, see what this uh, program is. Does it say on the inside? Uh, cornerstone ceremony and dedication to the open house of Walt Disney Elementary School. Oh, okay. And I think they still have the cornerstone, but the school is no longer like that. My uh, dad would have been one years old back then. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've been told so many stories on this wall over here. Okay, so I already mentioned... Yeah, there's. I've got. The, I've, I've actually met this boy all grown up. Actually, over at Malvix, I've got his entire story recorded. Uh, if I can find the audio of it, because I lost that hard drive. Uh, but Inez's daughter is right there, as a little girl, a little eight-year-old, and that is Miss Marceline being crowned by Walt Disney. Is, is she the one who lives in the house? Yeah, oh. Kay lives over in that house, but she's not here. Yeah. She's over at D23, which I kind of figured. I've heard the story also of this of Walt pointing over here. Uh, they premiered the Great Locomotive Chase here in Marceline and uh, they had the kids the kids had never seen the Mickey Mouse Club but they all learned how to sing the song and so they they sang it and Walt had a little, had a little tear out of his eye then they sang it to him oh. but he got up there and he pointed over to this clock over there and says well time for the show oh. I will show you the theater where that happened that's cute but yeah, there's there's the, some of the pool dedication over here. This is when they brought them back. But yeah, they, um, they John Inez, you know, Inez and her husband, they're the only house around here that had central air. So when they, when Walt came, they wanted to make sure that he had good air conditioning because it was the best house in town. So they had him stay over at their house, which is part of Inez's stories. And her husband and Walt became pretty good friends. So four but, years later into that one. Yeah, four years later. This is where they came back with the school. Uh, the playground equipment uh, that he brought. Yep. Do they have one of the flags? Like the orange flag uh, has only flown, I think, over the um, the firehouse and I think over the school because that's the one he got for the school. But like the Disneyland flag, there's an orange flag you see on the other side. This one here in the middle is shown 1956. That's only 10 years before he died. And then 1960, you think about here, it, yeah. that's only six years before he's passed on. So he probably well, had the cancer. More of it. I'm glad that he but got yeah, to do all these things. He got to do all these things, yeah. You never know. I mean, it's yeah, because right. they did, well, he didn't know he had cancer until yeah. he went in. But, yeah, here's the orange flag that's a rarity. you got to see this. And, uh, I, I, well, I don't know if you've seen, like, down in my master bedroom there, I've actually got a miniature version oh, I bought that's, here. That's cool. But it's, yeah, it was only flown at the that's school. The, the Mickey Mouse Club days in the yeah. late 50s, early but 60s. Only, only here in the firehouse. Wow. In places. It, was, it was actually, I think, meant to be part of the ski lodge that he was going to build in California, but he didn't get permission. But there you go. That is so cute. I love that. Yeah, and that's a great flag. And I'm I'm so happy they've got it still and it's preserved. Yeah. And you saw the Disneyland flag on the opposite side of this thing, right? But see, it's all coming back to me, all the things I've learned for all my trips coming here. I'm being a good tour guide. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know the stuff they put in here. We used to hear that as kids, but... I love the old, I love the old uh, spelling book here. My mom has some of these, actually. The MacGuffins. Uh, well, you McGuffins. Might, let's go to the other side of this desk. I want to challenge you to find something. Oh, there, here's the old, uh, there's a oh the bell. bell, yeah. And it's uh, cracked. 
It's not the Liberty Bell, it's the Disney Bell. It's the Disney Bell. <laughs> Let's see, featuring Walt Disney Marshalling's favorite son, Walt Disney's first grade desk, school bell used by a principal of Park School when Walt Disney was a student, Mickey Mouse flag and Disneyland flag delineated by Walt Disney, the 1960 dedication of Marshalling's first Walt Disney Elementary School. Yeah, animal safari. But uh, go to the other side of this desk. I'm going to challenge you to find something. I guess those are. All right, from this angle, you should be able to read it. Oh, find Walt Disney's initials. I see it. There it is. Yep. It's, it's twice over. That's how they, he found it when he came back. Uh, he found his, he looked and checked all the desks looking for his initials and said, this was my desk. That's great. So that's how they know it's him. Now this actually still belongs to the school, but the school loans it to them over here at the museum. But they like to display it at the school as well, apparently. You know, you know, he, he vandalized. This is a historical <laughs> vandalism. Historical <laughs> vandalism. That's one of the times you're kind of glad somebody vandalized their, their school it's desk. Historical. It's yeah. a historical vandalism. I like it. All of at the time, you would not have known it. Oh, you would have. Heck, I got in trouble for, for drawing all the time. Not necessarily in the books, because when I did something like such, I got beat for it at home. <laughs> not in a real beating, but, you know, with it. And here it is. <laughs> Here's Walt there it is. Finding his desk there with his initials. Is. He's pointing out. Look at that smile on his yeah. face. And his brother sitting there like, oh, you devil, you. <laughs> <laughs> like a brother would. Because his brother was the more serious one. Right. More serious minded. More like, business minded. I like this. This is true. To Marceline was in 1960 for the dedication to the new, uh, what is that? $336,000. To which, that was a lot of money then, especially compared to the way it is now. I mean, you got to realize. And the next, the next sentence even sent artist Bob Moore from his studio to yes. create the building with Disney character murals. That's awesome. Unfortunately, we can't go inside the school, but we can look in the window and you can see some of the murals That's in the awesome. Front. I love murals like that. It's uh, very, very cool. Yeah. On the flagpole from the Olympics at Squaw Valley, where he had been chairman of pageantry and special Mickey Mouse pennant, matching the moment flew over his Disneyland apartment, which is the ones that behind us. But that pole is still the one that That's he awesome. was at the Olympics at Squaw and Valley. All sorts of, uh, here's a, it shows a diploma, his high school diploma, at least yeah. a copy of it, if nothing else. Yeah. That's great. Well... He didn't graduate from Marshalline High School. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, I see. Well. This is very honorary. This is an honorary thing. <laughs> well, hey, at least they got this. Yeah, he moved down to Kansas City by then, but uh, oh, he, so was, he was sent to the Kansas City Art Institute. About. Yes, there's the flag. That's great. They showed him on it there. That's great. I As, love it. This museum's got all kinds of great stuff. You even got the telegrams going back and forth to, to invite cool. Walt down here. That's neat. Western Union. So, but here's, I love this. There's a, fo- a photo of, there's some of the murals in the, the gym of the school. Oh, yeah. You see a lot, a lot of that. Yes. There's a band. I'd love to go and basketball. look inside that school. It would be so cool. Here's the parts they did, had built. Yeah he, yeah. he brought some playground equipment. See, there's something fun about doing for young'uns like you would have loved to have had when you were a kid. <laughs> Now, we can go. They've been rebuilding on this track. I've walked the path of the original. The Midget Autopia was, was taken out of Disneyland. Well, you know, they, well, he basically built a small one here, yes, but he brought it out of Disneyland. Uh, and this is one of the original cars. They've done a rebuild outside. We'll go and take a look at it here later. I need to get some photos when I'm outside. But I love it. I love the little little picture they have here. They have a big old painting. It has paint stuff put on it. I think you just pronounced it like Arcy. He's uh, come here several times and painted actually quite a few murals you're going to see around this museum. He's a, kind of got a really kind of fun, colorful style to his art. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really neat. But, you know, there's, there's, there's Kay there in the video. Yeah, She's cool. been on the show before. She's a real sweet, nice lady, too. Wonderful. Oh, and here's when they go to D23 and stuff like that, they usually take a bench and have a bunch of people sign it. And that's one of these benches. I think there's another one out there, too, in the, uh, the main hall. But, yeah, this is people... 
oh, I forgot I was going to bring some Sharpies so we could sign the barn. I'll have to show you the circus barn or whatever (laughs) when we get over to there. One of these, I've actually seen some names from people that I'm actually familiar with from different podcasts. Um, I don't know if it's going to necessarily be this one. But I believe it's got D23. They just take a, take a bench and get it signed by everybody there that wants to. And they load it up. 2019. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to find like particular names on there. <laughs> I know my name's not there, unfortunately. I've never been to D23. You're turning all over your goofy. My name's gone on there. I wonder if they moved the plaque. This was relocated from Magic Kingdom of Disneyland as a gift to the children of Marceline, or of this community, from Marceline's favorite sons, Walt and Roy Disney. Except an appreciation, 1966, July. So, and here's like the dedication to bringing that it back. Yep. But I can show you the park where that used to be, and they've, they've rebuilt it here, uh, out, just outside. We'll go take a look at it when we're well, done looking here. Yeah, clocks. Here's Walt Disney World, Marceline, and Disneyland clocks. That's cool. So we know what time it is. Yeah, everywhere. I remember that. All righty. Well, they have postcards of different things here now, too. I'm going to have to see. Yeah, there's some books over there I'm kind of want to go. Okay, I think we can go through this door mainly, I think. we. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. And those were boys that actually showed up over at uh, Inez, her home, asking, when's the pool going to be open? I wish I the time meter. Oh, man. Are these masks? What are these? Yeah, they're masks for COVID masks. It looks like it's the Dreaming Tree. Dreaming Tree. Yep. If you go into the post office, they'll stamp something with the Dreaming Tree. Cancel stamp for you, too. But yeah, we can look in the gift shop here later. We still got a lot of museum to look at. We're just getting started, dude. But yeah, because there's definitely, I want to definitely look around the gift shop. And yeah, so this is where I bought my flag that I have at home. So, all right. Now we're into the big room. We're allowed to do that now. Because when I first came here, we weren't allowed to take photos. So I never have. Although I think I do have one picture with Mickey, but we need one together. We don't allow videos with you. Ah, but we can take photos. But yeah, we'll only need a picture. I'm going to stop what I'm doing here. Oh, yeah, that's how I was there last time. When you finish cool? in this room, you go through that open door back there and follow this yellow arrow, and then you don't miss anything. Right. If you need help to get to the second floor, we've got an elevator. I yep. wear a lot of Mickey Mouse ties and all. <laughs> you should see his tie collection. I, I, I like to say I'm, I'm a pastor. I wear ties constantly. Mickey Mouse, love classic Mickey. <laughs> My man. I agree. Uh, I think even before we get to this room, we got to look at the family room back here. Oh, I guess it loops around. Okay, there's an arrow that points us back into this room. Oh, Phil, look at all the. I didn't. I didn't see these. Look at the old comic yeah, books. Yeah, I point now. Oh, I just, I just didn't My click at me. Has some of these. And um, I have one. I think still, but it's not in great condition. But mine was super goofy. Wonder what the sign is. A ball road and Harbor Boulevard. Let me see. Magic. Oh, there's a magic band scanner somewhere, I guess, huh? What I wonder. Street signs. These iconic Anaheim street signs were gifted to Robert Penfield during his retirement ceremony, celebrating 42-year career working in the Disney Company. The intersection of S Harbor Boulevard and West Ball Road frames the northeast corner of the Disney Resort and is situated next to Team Disney Anaheim Cast Building. Okay, well, that's cool. So what's really cute is Mickey's holding his ears. Oh, in this comic book. The, the, the hammering, and that's what Goofy's making, see? Oh, that's great, yeah. Oh, these are... I love these old 
they, these they, old they, comics. They really did stuff with his face that you know you didn't see much in the cartoons. Yeah. And sometimes they made his eyes blue. Sometimes yeah. not. Because yeah, you know yeah, they yeah, want to yeah, make yeah. it different than what you're seeing. Yeah. Oh man. It's great stuff. I wonder who the artist was on all these. Does it say? I don't know. But that's where the, that's where they they started making certain characters come to life, like uh, Mickey's uh, nephews. They started coming yeah. to life really in these comics. That's where instead you, of the orphan picnic. <laughs> yeah, you started bringing a lot of these characters of life in the comics. Uh, that, that's where really Scrooge McDuck became right. a character was in these comics. Was in the comic books. Oh, I wish oh, I could think of the guy's name. Mickey's painting Pluto's bone uh, with with uh, yeah, candy cane stripes. Yeah, yeah. that's cute. <sighs> oh, there you are. Uh, more. Uh, Morty and Marty, I think it is. Is that right? That's my, maybe that's not right, but it sounds Mortimer. Uh, no, well, Mortimer his, was, Mouse yeah. was a different guy, but like the two M- nephews. Mickey and Morty or something like that. I don't know. No, I don't know some, the names of the nephews. Yeah, it was Morty and, Morty and Mickey or something. No, not Mickey. Morty and Marty or something like that. Well, somebody can send that to us by email. Yeah, <laughs> what were the name of Mickey's two nephews that are pictured here? Wearing the little hats. I know that I have it in the cookbook, and it says it. Nice. Because it's like, uh, it's Morty and something. And it might be Marty. Morty and Marty. But yeah. I, I remember that it has them, it has like a, them making snowballs for, you know, snowballs are like the, the little cookies with, with coconut on it outside of it. Oh, yeah. That. Snowball cookies. Yeah. Grandma and I used to make those. Oh, real good stuff. Yeah, I love these old comic books. That's how they would a lot of times, you know, you, you, back then you didn't have videos you could watch, so you would have comic books and books yeah. and things, and you like you could bring them home with you and have them part of your life. Somewhere I've actually got an old, uh, I think a Donald Duck comic that, that Heather yeah. found in an antique store actually up in the, uh, uh, oh, that Amish town. How cute these boys are talking about. Davy Crockett shirts. And they're wearing Davy Crockett yeah. t-shirts. How adorable. He's actually, oh, he tracks down some David Crockett fans in the heart of Marshalline, cooling off besides the pond and E.P. Ripley Park, oh, which we'll go to the pond in E.P. Ripley Park. That's actually right next door to us here. But I got to look. I love this. Look at this tricycle. It's adorable. Oh, my gosh. And it's got an old vintage pie-eyed Mickey. Colson. Velocipedes and yeah. wheeled toys. Wow, this is—I was probably been restored a little bit because this is I'm really mad. good condition. I'm adding that to make wow. it like what would have been. Yeah, oh, that is that is great. I just love that picture, but I gotta go look over here. I gotta look it over here because I gotta start in this. Look at these old—I guess these are rec- yeah, old records. Uh, narr- uh, Pinocchio narr- narrated by Cliff Edwards, dear to my heart. Cinderella told by Jeanette McDonald. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, as, as told and sung by Dennis Day. Oh, I love Dennis Day. Oh, Peter and the Wolf. Peter and the Wolf. Yeah. yeah. Oh. When I was a kid, we had, I, I, I think it was on tape, but we had it. There's Dumbo. Wallpaper from Walt Disney, Walt's Disneyland apartment. Oh, my gosh. Cool. And the Disneyland band hat from what year? Wow. Look at the little, uh, we call those little wands. Uh, baton. Baton. That's yeah. It. I don't know if someone was probably yelling. Conductors have a baton. Let's have a baton. Conductors have a baton, not a wand. They're not Harry Potter. You know that. A Donald Duck tin tea set. How cool is that? Look at that. Claymock, it all started with a mouse. We're all sitting in a chair with a mouse. Yeah, oh, my it's, goodness. It's stuffed Mickey Mouse. You're going to have to take a lot of photos because I'm busy holding a microphone. This is just too cool. Yeah. Which, I guess, so no video, but we can take photos. I'll, when I'm done recording, I'm going to come back and take some pictures. Got to get it where there's not blazing here. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic stuff. Oh, just wait till you get upstairs and you see the, the, the model of Disneyland upstairs. I like how Cola spelled the K. <laughs> oh, look, yeah. America's finest Coda. Biggest thirst value under the sun. Let's deal with that. <laughs> I love that stuff. Drennan's Drugstore Prohibition Prescription. Okay, that's the down here. Um, there you got a Marceline. 
I'm sure this shows the time. McAllister Brothers Creamery and Marceline Bottling Works. That must be, well, that's what this big box is. I guess that's what that thing is, too. To make ends meet, Flora Disney often sold her hand-churned butter at the creamery. The extra income was a welcome cushion for somewhat frugal Elias, isn't he? And he often discouraged his family from consuming the precious commodity at home. So this, yeah, McAllister's was was founded in 1891 and continued operation as late as 1953. So this this bottling company is where his mama would sell butter. Oh, that's Which I've heard stories about his butter. You did not waste her butter. It was oh, that good. good. If you dropped your toast, everybody looked at you like... <laughs> You ate it off well, the floor. Families, all families have their their things. You know, they that uh, you don't mess with mama or you don't uh, mess with daddy about this. You know. Oh. Mickey Mouse brain. That's cool. Yeah, isn't that great? Fisher Price toys. Wow. Fisher Price was he around all the way back then. That's cool. Vintage Mickey Mouse choo choo train was a favorite among young children when the stream is pulled. Mickey strikes the bell. Oh, I see it. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, that's Nine fun. I kind of want to play with it. <laughs> my dad was just a little baby. You would have been four years old. Oh, my gosh. Well, look, at here's a, from a, Kent Johnson, Kay Johnson. This is stuff with uh, Walt Disney gave Kay some, some autographed oh, pictures it. here. Look at this. I've seen that painting. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Signed by the man himself. I loved how Mickey Mouse looks almost 3D-ish there. Yeah, I mean, it's really good artwork. Oh, it's great, the shading and all. Oh, my goodness. And at that time, when they did that, I don't remember what year it was, but in that time, they were going, in the late 50s, they were going through a time when 1956, Mickey Mouse, it says. Sometimes they're making a shading inside his ears where it did almost look 3D. Yeah. It didn't last very long. They did that little highlight you can yeah, see there. Yeah, they didn't last very long, because sometimes it looked kind of strange, but that one didn't. Oh, look. Look at this banner. Wish upon a brighter star. A new fantasy land coming true in 1983. Look at this. Is this oh. the original painting of it? Or? You know, that would have been... Concept art. Okay, here we go. Disneyland was going to reimagine fantasy land and fabricate a large wall to hide the construction. They turned to Imagineer wow. Kim Irvine to design this beautiful original concept art, which was then used to create the temporary facade at the entrance of Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Wow. So this is what would have been up there to hide the construction. You know, that would have That's been cool. just a year after I visited Disney World. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. For the first time. Yeah, when you were just a little high. I was in when I was a baby, but I don't remember any of that. I mean, I was a baby. The Jungle Cruise book from the Disneyland Hotel. Did I say boot? <laughs> Jungle Cruise boot. It's a boat. It's a, be it's a beautiful boat. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's hand-painted guitar circa 2014. Oh, oh look at Mickey. Guy, oh, Guy Gilchrist. Did he, did he do this? Uh, Guy Gilchrist did like the, you know, the, some of those Ninja Turtle artwork, and he did Muppet Babies, but he also was a Disney artist. You can see the very caric almost caricature yet comic booky style here. And I mm -hmm. love it. It's yes. Guy, he's that. Guy Gilchrist. Uh, it was. He's, I've got to meet him because he used to come up here all the time for Tune Fest. He is a really great guy and a fantastic artist. Yeah, I love his stuff. Oh, I love this guitar. This seems like something you would have seen in an old. Well, some of the old uh, books you would have got from like Hardee's or McDonald's that you yeah. would have seen from like they were doing it almost in a cartoony way for the yeah. children. Of the oh, and look back here. It's it's Walton Roy by the Dreaming Tree. Oh, oh, not Walton not Roy, but Roy, Walton Roy, Ruth, Ruth. Yeah, that's what I meant. Otherwise, Roy had some things he was doing. But oh, the, and look at the magic of Mickey is coming out from the house. Like it, it, down here in this book, it looks like Walt. Is that Walt who signed that? Uh, it looks like it. Uh, let's see, Walt Disney's Water Birds book. Here lies a short story that was generously donated by Jeremy Schwarzkopf, not me, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> passed down from his great-grandfather, who was the, once the principal of Walt Disney School. This edition of Water Birds was signed by Walt Disney himself. The book was later converted to be an animated film, which was awarded an Oscar for Best Short Subject and a BAFTA Film Award for Best Documentary Film in the United States, circa wow. 1953. Wow, that's no, great. I've seen 
segments of it. And the animation, of course, is always tremendous. Oh, look at this. What oh, is I this? It's a sundial thing. Well, a sundial would have a thing on it. It's, well, there's museums. It's a tune hool cover. Oh! Someone does not ordered manhole covers for Toontown from La Marita Foundry. They delivered two extras, which were stored down in the area we called the Boneyard. Take a picture. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And here's their original sign for the museum. Oh, my goodness. We're, we're, we're definitely going to have to you know, come back for me to take some photos, too. Oh, look at this record player. Oh, my goodness. Oh, look way Mickey looks very different. Yes. Very different for those little miniature records. But like, oh. That artist. Oh, my goodness. I like that Coca-Cola thing. Oh, yeah. It, oh, your dad would have loved it. Hat, or we have it still. Oh, wow. In my mom's uh, dining room. That, he would have went nuts over that. Mickey Mouse, Old King Cole. I wonder which one they're talking about. Oh, Must be this, the Old King Cole. He came here for a, a tour. My dad did. Oh, it was nearly no, not he would, nearly he what it was like, here. Oh, son, you need to love this. <laughs> a Flynn's arcade token down here. Oh my gosh, Mad Tea Party token and arcade token. I can't really hardly see it. I should oh, have my glasses on. Yeah, Look at how cool that is. Uh, there's the Car that's the Carol Wood barn that he built yeah. to, when he was building his trains like with. Uh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot which one of the Imagineers built those trains with him. Here's the engineer oil painter. Oh wow. Yeah, when we want this look for trains. Ah, uh, it doesn't say. One old green lantern. Of the yeah. It's a railway oil can, and does it, what does it say about the light? It looks like a, well, it's a railway light thing, yeah, lantern. There's a yellow thing here, and there's a Yeah. Oh, how cool is that? Look uh, at this Davy Crockett uh, little outfit. Uh, oh, with the videotape? Yeah, oh. Video somewhere. Uh, oh, that's from when uh, he turned 60. I remember it. Yeah, 60 years with you, it even says right there on the gumball that's, machine. They had that, that pink... Uh, the pink uh, cummerbund. cummerbund, yeah. And I remember I loved it because uh, that pink. You have to make sure you say what it is you're looking at yeah, for the audio people. The name, <laughs> a sixty-year gumball machine with Mickey standing on top. Was those were those in the parks? I'm not sure. Is that where you've seen it before? Where you recognize it, or do you just, just recognize the, the, the what he's wearing? You, they had that logo, yeah. Mickey, and the pink cummerbund and all that. Little golden book of Davy Crockett. Uh, there's of course the videotape, but then I, there's like a little kid outfit here, Davy Crockett outfit and little golden book. Oh my goodness. And then Marshall and Missouri Municipal Swimming Pool. Oh, cool. They kept the plaque. The swimming pool's not active anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, but they, they've got the plaque in here. That's really cool. Oh, this, I swear this sign was out here the first time I came along. I remember seeing this sign out there. I think I took a, some pictures of it. Look at the old balloon. Yeah, the old balloon's old here. Look how old the Mickey looks there. It's like uh, really old style. Oh, look at, is this like a, that's like a pocket watch. Oh. Thing. Oh. Oh, that is so cool. We're all nerding out. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. I love this museum. <laughs> those were always scary, man. It's just a great big stuff. The, the weird. No, that's, no, that's the costume. Those, those, are, those are the original costumes. They were scary as heck, they, dude. They are. The yes. They like, you know what they look like? They look like a messed up mime. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's that's somebody in a costume. That's oh, one of the first ones. <laughs> I'll get you. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Let's see. This room here. I think this is the room I used to, um, first time I came here, they were showing the, uh, the um, documentary that his daughter Ruth, or not Ruth, uh, his daughter though had, uh, had put together because she got tired of people saying stuff that he was frozen and underneath the uh, castle oh, and stuff. But dumb, uh, yeah. they, they, uh, I sat here and watched the entire documentary and I learned Good so much her, stuff. Yeah. People, Diane Disney Miller, yeah. People made all sorts of stupid things. I jokingly made a picture making fun of that where, uh, you know, now, then, now the Star Wars is a part of Disney, where I had a picture of, 
Walt Disney with the frozen Han thing, the carbonite, you know. Uh-huh. That was making fun of the rumors, that's all. I wonder, because right, this is an ambassador hat. Yeah, I've seen And I guess the medal, a 50-year anniversary. They had film. one, of, uh, Ken Facey, one of the ambassadors actually come here. I got to meet him, super nice guy. There's an old Disney film. You remember how they used to have the, these Sunday night specials? Yep, It yep. showed a young lady wearing that at one point, you know, coming up and meeting him, wearing a vest like that. Mm-hmm. It was always awful cute. Oh, my goodness. There's all, this, this room is entirely new for me here. I mean, the whole ambassador room. Uh, look, I love that snow globe of the castle. Yeah, I like it. Christopher White, 2005, Walt Disney World Ambassador. That Mickey Mouse down at Disneyland. Oh. Or out in Disneyland. Out in Disneyland. Oh, and there's the, the teddy bear guy. Yeah. So this was all from uh, Christopher White, which is that, is that a photo of him? And then somebody named Sarah. There's this uh, yeah. 64, I'm assuming it's newer, but it shows the Disneyland uh, uh, pin and it, it's, it's a great big disney d and it has a tinkerbell over the castle and I, that's awesome that is really cool first ambassador selected in 1964 wow hmm. so these are okay so and it says on this this picture here a story told through the experiences of two walt disney hometown museum board members sarah spike who 2004 ambassador team and christopher white 2005 ambassador team so they're board members of the museum and they brought all their their uniforms. <laughs> Look like at this! Or whoever it was. Um, oh, so the, the vinylmation. Yeah. We're, we're it's, it, maybe it's a vinylmation. Yeah. The, the, you can buy those in the parks. But is, is that one that they made of hit of Christopher White? It's pretty cool. It's, uh, Disney it's a Disney ambassador violation was gifted to my son Cameron by the 2013-2014 ambassador team, Rich Tomeo and Ty Arnold, during a family vacation to Walt Disney World. My son was a huge collector of violation at the time, so he was thrilled to receive this unique addition to his collection. So it's just a generic ambassador. Oh, I see. It, but it does look... That's really neat. It's nice. If I was... You know, the kid, so I would go nuts over there. Yeah. Collector oh, toys. don't lean on the glass. <laughs> I'm on the... I'm trying to on the but I, I would just be careful. But the, look at these costumes with all oh my goodness, like the vests got all the Mickey heads and D's on them. Oh wow! I like this picture here. It shows Mickey. That's a little drawing, making an official statement. Look at the ambassador badge on that. So hear ye, hear ye, citizens of all nations, be it known that Walt Disney World ambassador team will represent Walt Disney World and the millions of happy citizen vacationers. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's long. <laughs> this is Mickey drawn almost like something of the 17 or 1800s. He's got a uh, scroll. Yeah, he's he's from. got like an old Patriot style hat on. Yeah, Look at this here in the center. Oh my goodness! I don't know how to explain it other than it's like oh, it's recreations of the Sorcerer's Apprentice and. Three different things where he's up on a thing doing the magic. He's do, he's casting a spell on a broom. Yeah, and he's, there's where he's falling asleep in the chair. Wow, uh, there's a description over here. Let's see, Sorcerer Mickey Bronze Table, designed by talented Oregon artist Michael Maiden. This bronze artist proof derives its color from a process called force oxidation patina. The proper colorization is achieved when different acids and nitrates are applied to the bronze, then heated with a blowtorch, forcing the bronze into these specific hues. This is a limited. This is a one in thirty produced by artists was gifted to the museum by an anonymous donor. Ooh. Look at here. They have the tickets to the 35th anniversary. The 35th oh, anniversary. Oh, wow. The Sunny Gummy, it, Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. Goofy, Br'er Fox. Roger Scrooge Rabbit. McDuck. Oh, my gosh. Br'er Rabbit, uh, Pinocchio. Br'er Rabbit, Roger Look Rabbit. at these. There's another set over here of all these mm-hmm. special tickets. Chip and Dale oh. from the Rescue Rangers. They'll say, sorry, no win. I wonder what that's about. I don't know, but it's like they had like a little prize contest. Uh, see. To celebrate Disneyland, each guest was given a ticket, and upon entry would be told if their ticket was a winner or not. If they had a winning ticket, they could proceed to the Dream Machine 
machine, a huge device that was put on the hub of Main Street. Here, guests would off, could offer up their winning tickets for prizes such as Disney videos, Mickey Mouse watches, pins, posters, plush toys, or coins. But the luckiest guest could win a brand new GEO car. Wow. 1990. That's awesome. Wow. Look at this. What is this? For Alexa Party. See them illuminated. It says, Silly Symphony Lights by Noma. It's got uh, three little pigs and oh, all yeah. kinds of characters. Oh, these must be the lights themselves. Silly yeah. Symphony holiday lights. That's fun. Oh, and yeah. I love this Mickey Mouse watch down here. Oh, yeah. That's, we're talking old. Wow. Oh, my goodness. It's got the old stuff to it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Here we go. A living legacy to the master storyteller of the world, dedicated in the spring of 1973 at Walt Disney World. What is it? What are we looking at? It's a, it's a story press kit, I guess. Huh. Oh, look at this Star Tours poster. Oh, or, yeah. Well, it's not really a poster, but I mean, it's a picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is cool. And it's Walt, Goofy, and Donald. Oh, Walt, I mean, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, I mean. Uh, they're standing, it looks like, on Main Street and pointing in the sky as the, um, the ship from Star Tours flying by, plus an X-Wing. X-Wing, yeah. Walt Disney cartoon cinema thing. Oh, this looks like you scroll the cartoons along. Oh, look at the home movie cartoons. I remember oh. that kind of stuff. Now, not, you know, not that that's a small but size like that either. These little things that you would put them on there and you'd roll them and they're pictures and you'd roll them and you could see it kind Scrolling of animated pictures. on it. Yeah. yeah. I would play with this. Oh, yeah, I remember the larger ones that Fisher Price used to make. Yeah. I, oh I my goodness. You know, grocery stores. Oh, look, a paint set, Minnie Mouse wooden shoes. Oh, these are so cool. Stuff I've never seen. Mickey Mouse money. I wonder if that's their cone bills. In 1936, Southern Dairies became a Disney license and started to produce notes that resembled dollar bills. These bills could be used at theaters, the host of Mickey Mouse Club gatherings, in exchange for ice cream. I love this Pluto tin Little toy. tin toys. Mm-hmm. And a Donald Duck here. Is that supposed to be Pluto on the back of the I car think, that Donald's yeah, driving? see it over here. Oh, I mean, look, Mickey's Fire Brigade picture on this. I guess it's, it's a pencil a set. Yeah, yeah. Right the pencil set, the paint here. sets back there. Yeah, yeah. a pencil set. Oh. oh, that's so cool. All right, moving into the next rooms. I'm glad they have arrows now to kind of guide you. I used to just wander any old direction I wanted and want to go in here, but no, they're trying to point us. So here's where you can learn a bit more about his family. So, oh yeah, in 1933, after two miscarriages, Lily gave birth to Diane Marie oh. Disney. Walt was receive, receiving an award from Parents Magazine when he got the news that Lily was in labor. He rushed out of the ceremony without a word and arrived at a hospital in time for the birth. Unable to have more children, Lily and Walt adopted their other daughter, Sharon May Disney, in 1937. Walt doted on his two daughters equally. When he died in 1966, he had eight grandchildren. Wonderful. Crazy. Oh, there they are, but this... The whole family born in 1901 in Chicago before they came here. Oh, there's a lot of great old family photos. I, uh, I wonder if they've I got this picture here. Isn't that cute? Yeah, is that? Uh, there's uh, that. There's Roy. That was uh, deeply. Yeah, Roy E. Disney. Yeah. Yeah, he was a part of uh, Walt's life deeply. Yeah. It's almost like the son he never had in a way. In not saying anything against the daughters, it's just yeah. the fact that he was deeply a part of his life. In fact, he was deeply a part of the company too. Yeah, Roy E. Did. I mean, he was. I mean, for, for longest the time. If it weren't for him, the animation Little Mermaid and others would not have been made. Yeah, he did a lot. Yeah. He even helped fix some of the parks because some, the, some of the people 
like running a Disney company. It's sad. It sounds silly. I don't care. I cried when he died. I did because I I would always keep up on him. Yeah. I loved him. Dearly. I always loved him. He'd pop up on the, on oh, the yes, Sunday yes, night yes, stuff. Sometimes you'd see good old Roy. Wonderful. I loved him. And then of course here's his father, Roy O. Disney. Yeah, there he is. We owe him so much. We wouldn't have all this Disney stuff really without Roy too. Yeah. Roy, yeah. Roy, you need to get some. Roy credit. E. was a lot like a combination of his dad and his, and his, his dad uncle. and his uncle. He was yeah. like the perfect combination of both. Yeah. Good old Roy. Yeah, Roy and Roy. I'm glad they have a statue Roy of him Roy at Walt Roy Disney World. Oh, I love this. Uh, this was Ruth's TV that she was given so she could watch the opening of, of Disneyland because she didn't have a TV, and so oh, Walt sent her one. And this is, I believe it was the one it was Ruth or was it their mom? Uh, no, so, well, Ruth, Ruth had it. Okay, Ruth, son, Ruth Disney Beecher's son, Teddy, recalled, My mother wasn't very fond of being in large crowds, so she declined Uncle Walt's invitation to opening day ceremonies of Disneyland in 1955. To be sure we could enjoy the ceremonies from our home, Uncle Walt sent Mother the money to purchase a new television set. Yes. So he didn't send the TV, he sent the money. But they're actually playing the footage of well, the special. Not just that, the TVs at the time were a lot more breakable than what we have now. Okay. And so it would have been really not very wise to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Better pick your own. Yeah. Although they have a different screen in there. Well, sure, sure. It's a Disney Vision screen going on inside because the original screen's not there. Oh, there's little Ruth with Walt. Oh, he'd be cute. Ruth and Ted, yeah. Oh. You can see those big eyes and big ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I love it, though. I love those ears. They're actually not big ears. They just they stick out on the back, that's all. Yeah. But they're adorable. So there's Flora, that's his mama, and there's there's Ruth, his his baby sister. They got a whole pages on there to celebrate, you know, celebrating strong Disney women. That's new. That's good though. That's good. His his he loves his mama and his sister. His yeah. They got entire stories, my goodness. Look at her, she's a cute little girl. <laughs> I think she grew up. Good for her. You can watch her grow up and go look at these pictures. I love the old hair dudes back then. Yeah. They're so cute, wavy hair. Well, my goodness. Drawing the stuff here. Yeah, it looks like a. I wonder if she drew those. Ruth Jesus was only one of Elias and Flora's children who did not settle in Los Angeles. She moved to Portland, Oregon with her parents and later married Theodore Charles Beecher. The Beechers settled in Portland and had a son, Theodore Warren, also known as Teddy over there. We saw his hat actually over there. Born in 1940, Roy and Walt always looked after their little sister. Walt once won $300 in a crafts game and immediately wired the money to his mother. <laughs> you may wonder what kind of hat it was. It was a Mickey Mouse hat. Yeah. In case you didn't realize, when I just say a hat, it's you, clearly it's a Mickey Mouse hat, which says Teddy. <laughs> yep. Oh, here's here's the other brothers. Oh, yeah. Herbert here always looks to me, reminded me of um, Alan. Um, you know, he was Wilbur. Uh, yeah. He was the voice of Scrooge McDuck. I forgot his last name for yeah, some reason. Alan. But he always he looks a lot like Alan. Yeah. But they all have the same basic looks of the nose and a little bit mm -hmm. of the chin and all that. Yeah. I'm trying to think now. Okay, so he was the oldest one. One of these guys. I was one too far from that. <laughs> one of these guys became a mailman. Oh, here he was. Yeah, yeah. he found that too confining. He took a job as a mail carrier for the postal service. In 1920, he moved with his wife Louise and daughter and Dorothy to Portland, Oregon. But they were, uh, I think, no, okay, yeah, Walt and Roy were at the Pioneer Trust Company in Kansas City. But uh, there's a quote that in, I think it was in the documentary where Walt said his brother Herbert was smarter than him because he took a job as a, at the post office hey, instead of doing something crazy. Hey, yeah. yeah, I couldn't cut it after three months. No, no. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, but I was not good at being a mail carrier. A bit of... I attempted it. Let's see. I guess the idea would go upstairs. Oh, yeah, they've got more artwork. Raymond here. Oh, Raymond over here. He always kind of looked like he's up to something. He just looks like he's clever. You know who he looks similar to, though? Even though I realize it's based off of Young Walt. But, but uh, what, what, Mortimer Mouse? Mortimer? <laughs> yeah, he does look like Mortimer Mouse. 
But he just kind of looked like he's like got some sort of clever scheme going on. Well, he might be clever. Who knows? Uh, he smoked cigars, never married, and never learned to drive a car. And was often seen pedaling around in Los Angeles in an old-fashioned bicycle with balloon tires. <laughs> there we go. Mortimer had the oh, cigar. <laughs> he was the last surviving Disney brother. Died in 1989 oh, at the age of 99. All the dogs. So he was around for the time that uh, Mickey became. Uh, he was already 60 at the time. So he yeah. was around for a lot of that. Yeah, he was around for a lot of it. One, I think he's the second oldest brother. I'll be dog. So there's Uncle Robert over there. Robert Disney was the main reason for Brother Elias and his family moving to Marceline. Yeah, I think uh, it was Robert that helped him buy the farm, if I remember correctly. He bought the farm. <laughs> yeah, he, he bought the farm. Uh, so yeah, Marceline, he was known as the Gold Bug Disney because he often spoke of the gold stock he owned. It was a big occasion for the Disney family when their elegant, distinguished Uncle Robert came to town by train from Kansas City. There you go. That's where we're from. Yeah, Kansas we're from City. Kansas City, in case they all didn't know. Here's a nice pair of hands. The spring spirit at Christmas time. That God will bless your home and those who love with lasting happiness. Robert J. Bob, Disney and family. Oh my goodness! Look at those clips for like old video that they've transcribed some of the old videos I like this over. Card down here. They mm -hmm. have a, the prayer hands prayer card. Hands. Yep, that's what I was just reading from. I just read there it onto go. the show. There you go. Like, I'm sorry, it's a Christmas card. Yeah. Just shows the prayer hand of the star. That's nice. Ah. Oh, this is also nice, too, here. You, every museum starts with a gift. Our gift came from the Disney family. During her lifetime, Ruth Flora Disney Beecher amassed a considerable collection of personal artifacts that showcased the achievements of her two world-famous brothers. From the early days of Marceline, Ruth relied on her siblings for both friendship and advice. The letters you'll see throughout this museum are intimate and personal and show a loving family relationship that lasted a lifetime. She gave them so much stuff. I, they, I, they got probably stuff they haven't even put out yet. Oh, There's so much. There's some beautiful pictures Robert here. Samuel Disney Jr. Mm -hmm. Showing him as a baby. And there's a cute dog looking at him, too. <laughs> mm, goodness. Beautiful. So there must be a lot of Ruth stuff. Show some just married pictures. Let's see who's this. Eli, uh, let's see. Eli, is that Elias? Elias's brother, Robert. Yep, Elias. That's Disney's and Walt's daddy. Oh, that's Elias. That's nice. Roy was married to Edna in, in uh, well, in Uncle Robert's home. Roy got married to Edna, which we saw the picture with him, Roy and Edna. Cute little photo. So... I, yeah, there's an affidavit. I don't read necessarily everything okay. usually. Yeah, there's Inez. Uh, oh, Kate was just on this video just a second ago. These videos weren't here originally either. Ruth. Yeah, there's Ruth. Uh, yeah, her, I wonder where her. She passed away in 1995, huh? Oh. I wonder where that where she's buried at. Okay, yeah, it's in Portland, Oregon. So she must have just lived there the rest of her life. All right, now we got some stairs. But the nice thing about these stairs, you got something to read. More things of importance happened to me and Marceline than have happened since or are likely to in the future. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yes. And as we get up, oh, hidden Mickey right there on this, uh, this artwork by that Mr. R.C. guy. And we'll pass by some people. He's going to take a lot longer to get up there. Okay. That is okay. All right, so now we're on the second floor, and uh, you was just looking in the Club 55 room, which I don't remember what episode number it was, but I was actually here for the presentation Club 55 room, and I was telling Philip uh, they actually had Tom Nabby, I think that's how you say it. Uh, he was the first Tom Sawyer uh, on Tom Sawyer Island, and on also the Robert... Uh, Oh, what was his name again? I want to be careful in here because there's a video that plays and here takes the audio. What was his name again? Robert Penfield or Bob Penfield, I believe? Yeah, was it? Uh, 42 year, yeah. Uh, he was the last of the Club 55ers and they he donated some stuff to that room. 
So what you look, you're looking at a bunch of a uh, collection of uh, how Marceline inspired some movies. Yes, and one of them that I've been telling you about a lot is Pollyanna, which I'm going to try to see if you can come over this week and watch. Because this, this is the one that I was telling you about, the guy Carl Molden, very great actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. I was wondering my Uncle Russell a little bit. <laughs> he kind of does. Yeah. And then this guy, Agnes Moorhead, who was on a lot of shows, including Bewitched and other things. Agnes Moorhead, been on a lot of great uh, movies and shows. That's her right there. And uh, she was uh, a redhead and was in a lot of great, great films. And the, the great inspiration of this, besides the town that's in uh, this town here, so it's based off of a little bit, the small town feel. But when this movie is great, is the, the small town has kind of a... Uh, an attitude towards it. Not necessarily a good one, but Pollyanna comes in with a good attitude and it shows how attitudes can affect other attitudes. Yeah. And that's, you gotta see. It's really a great film for that very Keep a pixie in your pocket, as I used to say on this show. You gotta watch Pollyanna. I'm telling you, Pollyanna is a great film all the way through. But there's uh, the story of Ferdinand, mm-hmm. Lady uh, and the Tramp, so dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. All got some inspiration because of this childhood Main Marceline. Street, USA. Mm-hmm. Main Street, USA. We do that. Yep. And then there's a so dear to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, I was mentioning yeah, that it was over there. Yeah. There's yeah. the big poster. But I think that's a copy of the like book, the little yeah. book, the little golden book. Yeah. That's kind of. Nice. Uh, my cord is getting tangled. But oh, this is a branch from the dreaming tree right here. Oh, cool. Do not sit or place any object on the branch. Gentle touch only. Oh. Gentle touch only. There we go. They want to make sure thing this thing lasts. But here's Walton Roy over there at the dreaming tree. Nice photo though. Oh, take, picture of the take yourself a picture of that there dreaming tree. Yeah. Piece of the bark. This piece of bark was retrieved by, from Walt Disney's historic dreaming tree as it fell during a particularly harsh windstorm in 2015. See, you can make good even out of bad. There you go. That's how I look. He, he was barking up the right tree. Ha! Huh? Okay. There you go. There's the home and the farm. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you got to see what we're looking at here. You're only at the side of the... They've recreated the front of the house as it originally was. Oh, I like that. Cool. So if you come around here to the front of the uh, here at the porch, so there's a story right there about yeah that was Walt drew that with tar on the front of the house a bird in a nest and uh, while while the parents were gone he's over him and Ruth were playing around with it and uh, of course it could never come off because it was tar. So, but there it is. But they, yeah. But they recreated it here. Well, I did something similar when I was a little kid. I drew on the walls, drawing the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. On the the wall, and and that's how. When I first found out that God created paper to be drawn on, not a wall, and my mom had to wash it off. This was with a purple and blue crayon. I got whooped for it, rightly so. And uh, I learned to draw. That's when I first learned I could draw. I was about two years old, and I learned not to do that. Two or three, I learned not to do that anymore. Yeah. But it's funny, I like this. Uh, Walt decided it would be fun to draw in the house. He told his sister that if they used tar, they would simply wipe it off later in the day, and their parents would not be none the wiser. <laughs> Shows what Walt knew at yeah. the time. <laughs> That's tar. Uh, what are we looking at over here? This looks like some farm equipment over here. Gold dust washing powder. Menin's berated toilet powder. And I don't know what this machine here is either. This is stuff about working hard on a farm. But what's fun, and that you get to draw something. Come on over here. Oh, there's there's the cornerstone for the for the. Well, that's Marceline Lodge. I, th- I thought that was the cornerstone of the the school. Maybe it is. 
There's a parking reflecting in uh, When Walt came across the cornerstone, he pointed to it and suggested that it might be wise to preserve that unique piece of history when the building eventually would close. And there you go. So that is the cornerstone. So, yes, you are allowed to draw on the chalkboard here as a recreation of a park school classroom. So I don't draw very good, Mickey. This guy did. You did that one down there, I guess, right? Is that the one you just did? Nice. All right, now, Mr. Artist. Do an old school Mickey. Do it, do it, do it. Maybe I'll take my hand and I'll attempt one. I used to draw, but that was 20 years ago. Well, never Yeah, I did. <laughs> last time I tried to draw something, it was terrible. I did draw some last time I was here, but it was three years ago since I've been here. So, uh, I guess I'll take a time out while we draw stuff. Yeah, this is the forming implements we were just looking at. So we were just drawing on the, the chalkboard here. They have a recreation of the park school, and they allow you to draw. We both drew a Mickey. Yours, of course, turned out better than mine. Oh, I still agree. So. Not, not, not. Uh, Proportion-wise, not perfect because I was against the wall, and I didn't get the. Anyway, I'm I'm a little hard on myself because I like to do it right on paper and all, but I didn't. So <laughs> you know, I just realized when we started this episode, we did not introduce ourselves. We'll just, you know, well, of course, y'all know I get introduced in the opening here. Of course, I'm your Spider Pain Jeremy, and of course, there's a lost boy Philbin with me throughout as we go through through the museum. Now, this the artist passed away before he really finished all of this, but he was doing recreations of all of Disneyland here. And, and I've already taken some photos, so now I can just look at it. Your brother, Matt, would love this because he likes to do stuff with the models. Yep. Take some photos while we're here. And here's the Walt Disney Celebration, September 11th, 1968. In 1968, the citizens of Marceline successfully lobbied the U.S. Postal Service to issue a commemorative stamp in honor of Walt Disney, which you can find a recreation of that stamp, actually, in the post office. It's a Walt Disney post office. It's the only federal building with Walt Disney's name on it. We'll go and check it out here later. But they have pictures of the stamp and a lot of Disney stamps. Ah, oh, really great stuff. Yeah, and here's the Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm going to wind up in your photos the way I'm going. And I love that they have this Disneyland USA map in here. Oh, they got, still got Peter Whitehead in this video. He doesn't work here anymore. He moved back to Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've uh, got the interview and talked to him. He, uh, actually, him and Kay came down. My first uh, convention, the Kansas City Comic Convention, they came down to talk about Marceline. Oh, I remember. Yep, yep. It was a, it's a great episode. It's, it's nice being on the 400th episode that we should reflect on some of the stuff I've done in previous episodes. Oh, you know, I don't remember getting a photo of that front where it has, or maybe I did. Maybe I got the photo and I forgot that I, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> You're going to go every angle on this. There, there's so much stuff to look at. Now, some of the stuff I'm not as familiar with. I mean, I know that's the Indiana Jones ride back over here in this corner. And I recognize Pirates of the Caribbean. Here's a Davy Crockett Frontierland. But... Oh, yeah. Your Matt would love seeing this. Yeah, that's why this guy really did a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's really great. And, of course, one of my favorites over here, your sister would love this, the Haunted Mansion over here. Oh, yeah. A lot of just really great model work. That did a great job. That's fantastic. But uh, he didn't quite get to finish. And they actually have the last piece he was working on over uh, on a display on the wall. What's this one here? Uh, over where? Right here. Um, I believe that's part of the Jungle Cruise, maybe? Because I know this is the Indiana Jones ride. Maybe that's a part of Indiana Jones as well. I don't know. It might be. some webbing. Has a... No, I, I think it is part of the Jungle Cruise. Because what is this thing inside the cave? I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know. Well, there's the uh, Smith Family Robinson Treehouse. Yeah, oh, but yeah. just see over here, you got the teacup ride and there's Snow White's house. The teacup ride, I didn't recognize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what were all these teacups for? I don't know. Here's some more great artwork from Mr. Arcee. 
And this, I believe, was just a part of Main Street USA because here's the Main Street Cinema. Philip's knee is giving out on him. We've walked around. We're, we're just getting started walking you around, brother. So hopefully that knee's going to get back in shape. The Main Street Cinema with Steamboat Willie. Lots of neat stuff around here. And what's neat about this is here's Fantasyland in Disneyland. And you got the castle from one end, and we go to the other side, and you have the whole opening of Fantasyland. And here, yeah, that's the back, of course, of the, uh, I believe that's, you know, that's not the Disneyland um, front. But it's even got the, the Mickey mural here in the front of the garden. Yeah, isn't, isn't that great? That is so great. Uh, it's just, it's like all of Fantasyland sculpted in one thing. And here's the Disneyland Emporium, the Penny Arcade. Oh, it's got it all. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing. Here's the City Hall, the Firehouse, which the Firehouse, as you see, does have the orange Mickey Mouse flag flying over it. It's fantastic. It's just, and here's the last piece he was working on. He didn't get to finish. I think he was doing something with the Jungle Cruise. Uh, there it is. Let's let that train go by. Over the span of 40 years, Dale Varner created his Disneyland masterpiece utilizing the simplest of household materials. Pins became flagpoles, cardboard was shaped into walls and hand-cut shingles. Dale utilized the set of Disneyland blueprints sent to him personally by Walt Disney to meticulously recreate the fantasy world he remembered from his childhood. And the piece you see mounted to the left is the model Dale was working on at the time of his death. Disneyland fans will be able to identify it as Tom Sawyer Island, complete with a Mark Twain riverboat. Oh, okay. Oh, I see the shape of the boat. All right. Looked like a boat. I thought it was going to be a jungle cruise. Uh, for the first time the Walt Disney Hometown Museum invites guests to explore the unfinished elements preserved in the Varner collection. But yeah, here's the Matterhorn, but there you go, there's Small World. It's a small world model after <laughs> Yeah, it is a very small model, but it's very, very cool. Oh, great detail. And I love the, the detail of the Matterhorn where you can see the tracks going in and out. Bushes here. What do you call those? Uh, uh, topiaries. Topiaries. He has a topiaries and they're all perfect. Yeah. Oh, look at this. The Disneyland 40th Anniversary Time Capsule, uh, July 17th, 1995. I wonder what was in it. Looks like there was a plaque. Are they are they actually going to get some of the stuff from the Time Capsule and get be able to have it? Oh. Phil's knee is going kaput. Okay, Ryan R.C. Christensen profession. Okay, yeah. That's the stuff about his, his artwork there. And they out the Coca-Cola Corner, which we're going to see the real thing here when we go outside. But, uh, My dad was a Coke collector and a half. In fact, we still have his Coke uh, ma uh, machine in, uh, our, his di in the dining room, which was his. And it's an old 1950s one. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> now, here's the part that... Oh, well, here's the thing for the great locomotive chase when they showed that over here. They, at one point, they had a screen that was showing it. And I guess, well, that screen's not showing it no more. There's a Star Trek connection. Jeffy Hunter, the original captain, Captain Pike. Oh, he was Captain... Uh, cool. Yeah, Jeffy Hunter right there. Star Trek connection. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of that movie. I'd like to see the whole yeah. thing. But here's the part that breaks your heart. A Disney theme park in Marceline. The Marceline Project that didn't come to completion. And this is why he had... Uh, also, that's a Jesus connection. Jeffrey Hunter played Jesus Christ in a movie. What movie? Um, I'm trying to remember if it was the greatest story ever told. Not a great film, but... I it, like that one, though. But but that's him, Jeffrey Hunter. So he had the nice. beautiful blue eyes that just shine. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know... Well, I'll go that way. The blue-eyed Jesus. But yeah, there was where they nearly had... Uh, but uh, uh, Walt passed away, and Roy was only going to be able to do one project, and he did the Walt Disney World one. But Marceline got put by the wayside. But this is what, how... Uh, 
came Allen's ended up, you know, in that in that farmhouse as they yeah. they bought the home. Wonderful. And then they ended up left still owning the home because they bought it for Walt. So that way, no one knew at least Walt was trying someone, to do it himself. At least it's someone who cared enough to keep it going. Yeah. So they yeah they kept the house, but they weren't able to build the park. Yeah. But they so they just thought, okay, well we own this house. I guess we'll just live in it and. But that is the Walt Walt Disney Hometown Museum. Yeah, that's the cornerstone I was talking about before. So we'll meet our listeners again when we get outside. All right, so now we've left the museum and we're at Mavix. We've visited my favorite antique store in town and I found some, two of the old record storybooks. One of Mickey and the Brave Little Taylor, which is one I had when I was a child that made that one my favorite Mickey Mouse cartoon. I also found Bambi Grows Up, a little golden book, which I had when I was a child. Oh, and then Mickey and the Beanstalk, also as a read-along record with with the, the book. I'm hoping those records are going to play on my record player. But as we've gone down Main Street, I've shown you the old Toon Fest um, Headquarters is now a country station, and you can't go inside to see if they have the murals still up. I hope they still have them because, I mean, those were original pieces of artwork from cartoonists, so I would hope that's preserved. Um, but uh, we've kind of driven down Main Street just a little bit and looked at Coke Corner, which I, I, I have photos of. I didn't take a picture this time because Phil's knee has about had it. Uh, I'm sorry. So that's okay, you know. Uh, we went to the antique store, and you found some stuff for your mama. Yes. So, But now we're over here at Ma Vicks. My mom was born, at nine, and she, she won't get mad at me. I mean, she doesn't mind her age because she looks at it as a blessing from the Lord. And there I think that's the way you do look at things. Right. But, but uh, she was born in 1951. I found a lot of old books that came out around that time, 1953 and 1947 and things. And they used a lot of the books. She came from a small town called Rich Hill, Missouri. And uh, so she uh, used a lot of those books in schools and other things. And, and it's got that real old style art. And that's what I noticed right away. And she yeah. still has a lot of books like that. So I'm going to give those to her. She probably appreciate it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I've, I've shown you the Walt Disney Post Office, which is the only federal building with Walt Disney's name on it. Oh, awesome. That's also where they launched the official stamp. I saw that. Which I, I, I think I already mentioned that. before in the museum. I've read yes. the thing on the recording. So I, I think it was in 1958 was the Walt Disney stamp. I, I might have that wrong. Before. Yeah. Is, is that the one that has his picture and has all the cartoons yeah, around? Yeah, little cartoons kind of things I, on the I side. I nearly bought something of that while ago because I love that picture. I would like to have a shirt of that picture. That's yeah. a great picture. We also, we, we did go do a little shop in the museum. I got a little, both of us, I guess, bought the book that's 366 Days of Walt. So you could read a Walt fact every year. Six days, Walt. Not three hundred sixty-six dollars for the book. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you bought uh, one or two of Jeff Barnes' books. Yeah, it was, that was. That I had bought one, and I also bought a, a really cool bookmark. I read a lot of uh, books and all, and, and, and also Bible things. Obviously, I usually have uh, scriptural bookmarks for that. But for this one, I also have some Star Wars books I keep around. And uh, I made a bookmark once of the uh, frozen Han Solo and Carbonite, but but because it's, I can't find one made, you think they would? But th- this one I uh, they have there that I bought is the um, oh uh, I call it the ad at, but it's you know the four legged walk. What do you want to call an it? An ad at. It was they call it for years. ATAT. What they call it ad at? That's how they commercial the toys. But this is kind of a. Um, Kind of a 3D thing where it's, it kind of moves. You see the shots going and the and the ships going around it, neat. Like and lenticular I'll, kind lenticular. of. Lenticular, yeah. I didn't know how you call it, but but also on the top, you know how you usually have like a, either a yarn or whatever coming out. It wouldn't be Disney if there wasn't a kid crying. That that's true. <laughs> but on the top, instead of having a little yarn or whatever coming up the top, it's got a, a little bitty uh, foam ad ad thing, like a rubbery foam ad ad thing coming on the top. Because every single one of the other ones they have were princesses or whatever. They had a princess. Slave, and, and on top of that one they had, and which I almost got, on the top of that one they had a little rebel 
symbol. <laughs> and on top of all the other ones, like, like princesses, they had like little, you know, tu- tiaras or whatever. Tiara. Tiara, yeah. They, everyone had a, a little thing on top. And that one was, of course, it had it. I was like, I still got to get it. I, it's a Star Wars. It's only Star Wars ones that had that or Princess Leia. And I thought, no, I'd rather have that and add that. <laughs> You're an Empire guy. Well, not really. It's just a, I, I, uh, favorite movie. That I, makes you an Empire guy. I, it is my favorite movie, but mostly because I love Frozen Han. I love Chewbacca and Chewbacca on that you get to really see his heart he's all about he's all about no I don't mean gets cut open or anything like that no that's a tauntaun <laughs> Eek. I, I thought they smelled bad on the outside no comment I, I happen to love the fact that uh, Chewbacca shows that he really does love C-3PO remember remember, remember in the first one in New Hope where he's talking about ripping his arms off and he's looking like a hot and this one C-3PO gets his arms shot off and he does everything he can to put it back together and you just see he really is a loving guy <laughs> but a lot of people don't think about that but it's true it's and how Han his best friend the way he howls when Han gets frozen yes, he's, a, he's just such a loving guy and Chewbacca's my guy and I here I was at the age of three seeing that and I was like my man Chewbacca's hurting and I want to hug him and I got a stuffed toy of him that year by the way I got it I got it again this year I ordered it and it said I think I remember that you yes. said something about it I got it again uh, and I loved it so much that as a kid though it bothered me that his, the hair was in his eyes I said mom was bothering him so you know what she did she cut the hair she's a barber she or a uh, beautician she cut the hair uh, short so it wouldn't mean his eyes because she knew it bothered me <laughs> that's too funny yeah. that's a cute story yeah. oh my gosh yeah. as Bob Gurr would say it's kind of a cute story yeah. I think it's Bob Gurr that would say that not I know because somebody actually put the with the help of even a podcaster they, he put together a book and I've actually got like an audio version of, of part of it and it's kind of a cute story I, feel, I think it's Bob Gurr but it might be somebody else now somebody's going to correct me and maybe send a thing I don't know I don't get a lot of email from you y'all don't email me Sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And Phil, being that pastor mode, can't help it. He's, he's going and he talks to everybody that passes us by. He can't so help it. I love everybody. Yeah. He's asked everybody's name. So those are the Dusty Millers. Those are probably about the size we're going to get from the museum. They'll be little ones because they were at the museum. Then. If I can find my Yeah, it's just a little one. But if see? I can find my ticket. You didn't put it in your pocket? Oh, I should have. Oh, there it is. It's just yep. You got to make sure you have that ticket and show it to him. I kind of hope we get to keep the ticket because I love... They have each ticket has a different quote from Walt Disney. Mine says, "To tell the truth, more important." Well, of course, that's the one I already read when we were at the stairs. Oh, but they they stamp it, so I, I hang on to my tickets when I come into the thing because I don't know they're just they're mementos for going to the museum. Oh, I like this one. This one says, "I'm glad I'm a small town boy. I'm glad I'm a Mar- Marceline is my town." There you go. So yeah, we get different Walt Disney quotes on the back of each one. So yeah, my ticket has survived better than yours has. But yeah, I preserve one. Pocket getting crushed by everything, but everything. <laughs> I think I had one that was. It might even still be in the car. I kept one in my car from the last time I was at the museum. It was, it was sitting there forever. Mine was crushed by a phone, a wallet, and everything else. <laughs> Mine had a phone with it, which kind of kept it together, I guess. But so far, you feel like you've learned a lot today. I have. I already knew a lot from books, but it's oh. not, but there's nothing, Lunch. Like, nothing like being there in person. Barbecue right though. Barbecue. He's a barbecue chicken, and I'm a hamburger. He's a ham. <laughs> I, I'm a hamburger. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back. We're, we're going to go visit the park and the uh, school later and uh, get Phil's reactions to see. Because a lot of the stuff, you ha- didn't see all this stuff. Because I don't think you knew it was all here. Probably not. So, all right. Uh, we're going to head over to the Walt Disney School. And I don't know if we'll be getting out of the car, because I'm trying to take it easy on, on Phil's knee. There we go. And now from here... Uh, you can see a better look at this Main Street USA mural that someone painted a few years back. I went right down the and I, I've got some photos of this. Oh my gosh, look at the uh, the tree has been kind of bleeding out here. Oh, it's, the rain has been washing it out. 
But I love they got the drawing of stuff, and there's the water like tower. Have actually visited that tree. Ah, <laughs> They even drew the Casey's in there and that the old house. All right, well we're gonna head. Fall is actually visiting this place. Right. Yeah, the leaves are starting That's to change. Nice. But I was talking about, you know, having, I haven't been here in like three years, and this has been like a homecoming for me. Yeah. Uh, it just made me feel good just being here. Just being here and going past the uh, movie theater. Pepsi on that. The movie theater where uh, the Spirit of Mickey, which I saw a VHS for the Spirit of Mickey collection, and I almost got it, but I was like, oh, I got to limit how much I'm spending here. Um, Sports. But that, plus also that's where the great train or great locomotive chase was first screened. Uh, so we've seen the Uptown Theater down here. the way these old American small towns look. This is the Mayberry look to me, and I love it. I yeah, love indeed. It. I'm going to turn the air down so I'm not blowing it into the I microphone just, so bad. I just love the old, classic old American towns. It's the way I always feel it ought to be. Of course, you know, I'm a Mayberry man at heart. <laughs> yeah. But there's, well, there's times I get tempted to move out here. Heather could teach in a school around here. I could have gotten a job at the country radio station around here. The there's pumpkins. just so much sometimes. Look at the pumpkins, look at the pumpkins, look at the pumpkins. They got a little, a little, like uh, a look at the bears, look at the bears, look at the bears. Look at the bears. Anyway. Got, it's like a hole. Little pumpkin sitting on the hay, and then I can't think of what you call it. A trailer, little trailer back there. And it's been kind of fun as we went to the, the antique store. The guy kind of recognized me and says, You've been in here before. You used to come all the time, didn't you? I said, Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, and while we were over at Mall Vegs, got getting to talk to other people. We've, we met the pastor from a church in Blue Springs yeah. and was talking to people. Probably got some new listeners. Who knows? So people live down in Texas. Hopefully, they, they check out the show and they love us, you know, and they want to keep listening and they tell their friends. Oh, this is kind of cute. The Marceline Tigers. That's yeah, all, all of the schools are right over here. So here's the high school. That's nice. And right over here, we're going to go over to the Walt Disney Elementary when they dedicated the school to them. Um, I think the park equipment might still be here. I saw in the antique museum, that, or antique museum, antique shop, they had little uh, pins of the, the high school over here, which I thought was kind of neat. There's the high school. There's the middle school. And we'll take a right here on Walnut. And we can go down here to Walt Disney Elementary. How flippin' cool would it be to be a little kid here and you're going to Walt Disney Elementary? That is awesome. I mean, it doesn't get any cooler than that. It's like, I'm going to Walt Disney School. You know, I, oh my goodness. I would flip out. Are you kidding me? Every day I go to come in a Mickey Mouse shirt. Yeah. I would. I come in my Mickey Mouse ears and thing. I know people would hate me, but I would I would do it. Yeah. But this is still the same flagpole from the Squall Valley Olympics. It's even got the thing. I just like that sign, Walt Disney. But here we are at Walt Disney Elementary now. I don't know if you want to be able to get out of the car or not to go look, but... If you look in through these front windows, the lobby has got uh, like a big Mickey Mouse head in the front, and there's uh, some of the murals you can see. You got to put your eyes right up to the glass, but there's where all the murals are painted it's at very this school. To to topping Elementary, the way it's built. Uh, yeah, it kind of does remind me of Topping, yeah. even though I only went to Topping up through first grade. And I went so only in fifth grade, but but that's when I went. A lot of fun. I like it. Yeah, but and as I mentioned, there's the flagpole. That's where they originally had the orange uh, Mickey Mouse flag and a Disneyland flag were flying off that pole. Cool. I almost um, a little Mickey Mouse. And it's got a, you can see it's got a little plaque about to go and be in there for the Olympics of the Squaw Valley Olympics and stuff like that. And he brought that pole here when they dedicated the school to him, which is very, very cool. All right. But there's Walt Disney Elementary School. Alrighty, Oop. so we have driven down Main Street, USA, and looked at the signs. I've already got a photo of it, otherwise, so we didn't stop. But 
Yeah, there's some nice, neat churches here. Uh, but as we drive down the Main Street, which is actually Santa Fe Street, uh, but it's Main Street USA. They got signs for Main Street USA. Uh, we, we just head straight down there, and we're headed for the Walt Disney Municipal Park. And this is where the swimming pool was. Uh, it is no longer used as a swimming pool. They just couldn't afford the upkeep on it, so they had to shut it down. And this is also where the Midget Autopia had been born. Yes. Born. <laughs> had been built up. Built, yes, but uh, started. but the, you can still see the sign. I come on and take a fresh picture of Walt Disney yes. Municipal Park. That's cool. There's a really great sign here. It's got Mickey drawn on it. I'm going to pull over here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a photo of this. It looks like they've... Because uh, this is where Midget Autopia was, is right here. They, it's all grassed over. It looks like they've put in... Um, like a, a, a disc golf type of thing. Here, hold my microphone. I'm gonna Santa Fe Country Club, it says. Yep, yep, yep. You want to take down your window there? Yep. I gotta get a picture of the sign. Just because I love it. Just yeah. even though I've probably got a photo of it somewhere. Well, you'll be like me. You'll have 15,000 of this or that, and how many Super Ant symbols I have on my phone, but that's okay. You this know, makes it a lot easier with me driving and you holding the microphone. Better have it, not need it, than <laughs> need it, not have it the way I Let's see it. Let's see if we can still find the building for the, uh, oh, okay, Marceline Municipal Swimming Pool. Uh -huh. There's a building over it still over there. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the, the little uh, pond that's sitting here. Oh, no, that wouldn't the little, like This isn't a pond, excuse me. This is me. still the park. It's a park with the, it's actually. There's an exercise. It looks like some people out here people having fish, a party actually. out here. At the, oh, the, that's uh, nice. The picnic tables. Yeah, uh, this is a nice town. I, I wonder like if it. they've uh, re Oh, my goodness. I recognize pool. some of these little uh, park things that kids, they were like a teeter-totter type thing. But you know how they used to have them at our parks back in the day. Looks like they got a little fishing dock over here. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Actually, it would be like a lake, not a pond. Yeah, it's a nice. It's, it seems like there's more to it than there used to be. I don't remember this fishing thing here. It's but pretty it's, high up. They've uh, they've done some improvements here to the park. Uh, but you can see there's the building. I'll see oh, I there's drive a teeter totter right there. Those yeah. are kind of we used to have at the park. Yeah, that's the one where you you, you put there the kid up high, you jump off, and yeah. that's it for him. He just drops to the ground. Oh man, I used to get all sorts of pains. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was thinking about that the other day. I had a cousin who visited me, and when I first met her, her and her brother had done that too. I wasn't mad at them because they didn't know, but they'd accidentally, they got off of it too soon, and I said, whoa, <laughs> there goes the lunch. Marceline Water Tower up ahead. Let's see if we can get over to swimming pool. Oh, nice. I, I don't know if part of the maintenance of that was keeping Walt Disney's name, if the Disney company was charging them for that. And maybe that, and maybe they were able to reopen the pool, but it's no longer the Walt Disney pool. It looks like it's the Marceline Municipal pool. Let me have a look over here, because maybe they've gotten the pool back open, but they they weren't able to keep Walt Disney's name on it because I bet the company was trying to charge them something. Because yeah, it says Marceline Municipal. Pool. Assuming, assuming. Yeah, I. Well, yeah, we I'm, put I'm the assuming, assumption. but this is how much faith I have in the modern Disney company. We, there's a, assumptions there, though. We, we don't want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to put well, any. Let's see what this sign says. We don't want to put yeah. anything against the. Yeah, yeah. Well, they might have had to just refurbish the yeah, whole could thing. Be. And, we don't want to put anything against Walt. But if name. I had Walt Disney's name on it, I would keep it. You know, okay, that's Marceline Disc Golf Course. That's what that sign is. But here's the municipal swimming pool. Let me see. And of course, there's a train going by. The same tracks that Walt used to come by. Yeah, there's trains uh, he had, here he all had, the time. He had an uncle that uh, drove a train. Would uh, he'd, he'd meet his uncle there at the train station, and get a ride all the way back. But here's where the pool was. Looks like the pool is in some fashion still active. Uh, it's not currently filled. I mean, it's oh past yeah, September. Past, yeah, past uh, so, Labor Day. 
but I'm pretty sure this is still where it was where it, with Walt's pool. It just doesn't seem to have Walt's name on it anymore. It's still got the old-fashioned look, and yet it looks like it's been redone a few times, of course. Yeah, but, but that's it's why nice. Well, here we go. The Disney Family Farm, Walt's Dreaming Tree Site and Disney Family Barn Site. Open 365 days a year, dawn till dusk, free to the public. Maintained by the volunteers of the Walt Disney Hometown Museum. And regularly patrolled by the Marceline Police Department. So you behave yourself. Uh-huh. And I like that it says this property is privately owned. Okay, this is part of the land there. Please treat this piece of Disney history with the respect it deserves. Absolutely. And it should be. And I love that they have all these signs. Somebody's got their doggy out here. First sign, as an adult, Walt Disney wrote, To tell the truth, more things of importance happened to me and Marceline than have happened to me since or are likely to in the future. And which, of course, we said that same exact quote. They have it on the stairway there at the museum. Uh, something that just looks different. Of course, it's been three years. It seems like they've uh, carved it out a little better. Well, of course, the, the sun of the Dreaming Tree, I'm sure, is a lot bigger than it was in previous years that I've been out here. Yeah. Because it's had a lot of time to grow, and they even watered it um, with uh, some water from the rivers of, uh, of uh, America, I believe. Uh, it'll say so on the sign, but yeah, they went and got some some water from Disneyland and put it on here to water the tree, and did a big dedication for it, which I'm sure we'll see the sign. But they have it marked where that you can see the sign up ahead of where the original tree was, which you can kind of see it's where it's fallen over. I don't know if they've taken it out since then. It's been three years, but but you can see where it fell. Hello, puppy. Now you have to keep in mind that this was probably a lot of fields originally uh, when Walt was here. You know, it was a farm. Yeah. Uh, Elias and his older sons that stuck around that didn't go back to Chicago were not very good at farming, though, so it didn't it didn't last. Here we go. Son of Dreaming Tree. This Dreaming Tree sapling was planted by Walt's grandson, Bradford Disney Lund, with the assistance of Walt Disney World Ambassadors Sarah Spike, Juan Aviles, and Christopher Stewart. Sarah Spike was uh, had stuff at the museum. Soil from the Magic Kingdom and water from the rivers of America were lovingly mixed with soil from this iconic farm during the planting ceremony. Uh, September 2004. So it's been nearly 20 years. So, but this, but it was it was from a sapling. So yeah, I kind of want to touch it. Like this is this close you're gonna get to the real dreaming tree, yeah. and look how much it has grown. Because I remember when I first came here, it seemed small, but it's just I don't know something special about it. it's it's like part of it. There's a little spider over here. Uh, excuse me. I'll have to edit this as we walk just a little further. They have a little fence up with a sign that uh, says the original Dreaming Tree. And it has a little bit of thing. Talks about in 1906 when Elias Disney purchased this farm, the William Crane Farm. It's on the outskirts here of Marceline. That was out here. Let's see. Now, normally from this fence, you can see where the tree, the, the tree in its fallen condition was here. Um... I see a lot of, uh, oh, what's this? Disintegration is not the word I'm looking for. De decomposing. There's a lot of decomposing has happened the last three years. And you can see there's wood bits, but I, I don't. you can't see really the tree itself anymore. 
Uh, but you can see, yeah. You, but you can see where there's kind of a, a pit a little bit of where the tree stood. Yeah, I so, see that. But, yeah, it used to be this tree was laying down over here still from where the weather had taken it, finally, after uh, however many years it stood here. So it was a very special tree, but it's still a very special place right here. Yeah, you just got to imagine Walt and Ruth out here sitting under the tree, Walt drawing pictures and telling Ruth stories. So, But you can see even from this photo here, uh, how different the land was even back when he came back oh, yeah. for the dedication, you know, because now that they've let the the woods kind of overgrow in here and and take this nice little yeah, it was, makes it a nice like a park. A field at the time, it was yeah. a field, and there were some trees, but not a whole lot. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Fun facts, fun facts. A total of three saplings were produced by seeds harvested from the original dreaming tree in 2003. One of those saplings was planted by Walt's grandson, not more than 30 feet from this location. Second sapling was gifted to Disneyland. It was planted on Tom Sawyer's Island. The third seedling was secretly planted somewhere on the Disney family farm to ensure its historic legacy. There you go. And that's nice. That's the time. <laughs> the tree will live on forever. That's right. There yeah, you go. That's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Keep it in all the places that we remember Walt. That's right. Ah, but it's, it's just very nice and natural naturey out here. And wow, there even the, the plants out here in this bit of field have grown really tall since last time I was here. There's some sunflowers out here. See, in the spring of 1906, Elias and Flora Disney moved their family from the hustle and bustle of Chicago to this idyllic 45-acre farm. And I'm about to walk right into a spider web. <laughs> Purchased from the estate of Civil War veteran William Crane. Wow, a Civil War. Well, yeah, that would make sense. About 1906. At the time of the move, the farm was largely comprised of two fruit orchards where they focus on the cultivation of Wolf River apples. Yeah, this spider ain't, he's supposed to be outside. Don't don't have to kill him. No, I'm not trying to kill him. I said knock it down. Knock the web down. Yeah, he, he spent all day building that web. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll do it again. <laughs> Poor I spider. in your face. Oh, I wasn't going to walk into it. I saw him coming. All righty. Staff only allowed that away because that'll take you over to the house. Sure. Marceline Inspiration, Walt's 1949 film, So Dear to My Heart, was set in the early 1900s, echoing the time period the Disney family spent in Marceline. For the film, Walt instructed his production designers to create a barn set that reflected his, well, barn set, I guess, that reflected his best memory of the barn he grew up with on this area of the family farm. And this is a recreation of the barn right up here ahead. And there's some stories about this here, Barn, as we read signs we go along. Walt learns a valuable lesson. When a young Walt decided to hold a circus in the barn, his <laughs> friends paid 10 cents for the show comprised of a lethargic goat, a pig, and the family dog and cat dressed in Sister Ruth's doll clothing. They were not impressed. When Flora heard the commotion in the barn, she requested Walt refund the admission and shared his, this wisdom. If you deliver more than your audience expects, they will never be disappointed. A lesson Walt took to heart. Mm. So... I also learned money back if you don't meet expectations. <laughs> you know, he had to give those 10 cents back to them kids. But, yeah, he, that was a lesson he learned, that give them more than they expect. Now, I wish Modern Disney was on that, that whole thing. Well, we don't want to go there. <laughs> Walt's Happy Place. Oh, look, there's actually some apples on this here tree. I wonder if that's one of the original apple trees or something. I don't know. 1950, Walt used his fondest memories of Marceline to recreate the old family barn in the backyard of his new home Holmby Hills property in California. Walt used that new barn as a personal workshop for his beloved Carrollwood Pacific Railway. It quickly became his happy place and is regarded as the birthplace of Disney Imagineering. Yep. He built a small miniature train there with uh, 
one of his people, and I can't remember who it is, and I was talking about that earlier. Upside down, and you'll find yours. I know. This is the way that the apples looked. They're kind of spotty and all. It's the way it looked back in the old days when I used to go to what we call the farm with my grandma and grandpa. These old little bitty. When they aren't treated with so many chemicals, when they just grow naturally. Yeah, they're, they're, it was nice. It was nice to go down there and pick the apples. Here we go. Welcome to Walt's Barn. This barn was built by volunteers in the summer of 2001 to help celebrate Walt's 100th birthday. It was constructed using the blueprints Walt had commissioned for his own Holmby Hills workshop. Autographs and messages to Walt and Roy are welcomed. On the interior of the barn only, all others will be removed. Ah. In other words, don't vandalize the place. Oh, of course. Now this is the second place I've been to that I've seen. There's a like a phone yeah. smart code. I don't know what it's for. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same code that would be because you know, the museum had one. I don't know if it's the exact same code here. Sure Phil's going to check it out, see what it is. What you might have to get a little closer to, to get it to scan. Well, I know mine will do a QR code, but uh, I've got my hands full of my microphone right now. I don't know if it'll tell you some stuff about the barn. If it if it actually has like a, a neat little audio thing, then heck yeah, man! I'm gonna go back to the museum mine. and take the picture. I can't find mine. But yeah, I don't I don't know if it just take you to a website of it or what. But anyways, here's Walt's barn. Yes, indeed, sir. I was about to say if I step over in here, I will be in your picture. There we go. I think a bug bit my finger because it's itches. And bugs are buzzing me. Doggone it, we got wind of the outdoors. I already got chigger bites over my legs from the last time I was outdoors doing something. And now I got bites on my hand. So now we step in here. I wonder what the... The what? I don't know, it's a barrel. <laughs> well, here's where they've been putting some of the benches that they've collected over the years. See, this is where I'm, I wish I'd have brought a, um, a marker to... Right on here. I might be able to find some of the places I've signed this place before. Yeah, if I had a marker, I would. I'd mark it in the morning. I'd mark it in the evening. All over this land. Oh, they've got some boards up here. I have signed in a couple of different places. I think the first place I signed was somewhere on this, but the ink fades after a while. Somebody drew a goofy. And you're going to sit here on the bench, ain't you? That's where I kind of want to look to see who all's written it but as I walk over here one of these boards I believe is where I have signed my name and I started putting um, a, a year for every time I was coming I was trying to mark something uh, let's see here it looks like seems like something's been replaced well here's the signature of uh, Stephen Silver creator of Kim Possible he drew Kim Possible on here oh here we go thanks Walt Patrick Hurd he's done some work with uh, uh, the um, there goes Philip's phone. Uh, he did some work with Window to the Magic back in the day. He's a friend of his. And I thought pretty well, pretty much near there is where I had written my name. Here's a WTTM was here. Oh, and then I wrote the Neverland podcast next to that. So, um, so I wrote the Neverland podcast and it's fading. I wish I had a better marker. But where is it? I've actually got my name. Oh, wow. I'm sure this makes for great audio with me staring at the ceiling, trying to find where I've written my name on stuff, but yeah, it's hard to find everything. Theme, theme park There's something I've heard of before. Uh, 
Yeah, the, the WTTM is for Window to the Magic. There we go. There's my name, very faded. And I've got a 13 and a 14 marked next to it. I was trying to keep track on years, but I didn't have any markers at the time after that. But uh, goodness sakes, man, I don't have any marker to refresh my name. But that's uh, that's where I've got my name faded in the Neverland podcast thing. Very, very faded. I just didn't have a good marker. I had, they used to keep markers here that was, were slowly run out of ink. Next time I come up here, I'm bringing a marker that's going to have some good solid ink in it, and I'm going to make sure I make a mark that stays permanent. That's uh, that's for sure and truly. They used to have over here in the corner, they had a picture of uh, like a little cardboard cutout of Walt uh, being uh, like a ringmaster. Uh, and he, he was in the corner, and they had some of the story about him doing a show in the barn. Because this, as far as I know, this might even be the same location that the barn was back when he was a kid. I don't know. I would think they would try to put it in the same spot. Um, so that might be the case. But this is this is a recreation. Here we go. Uh, but that uh, that is our trip here in Marceline. Okay. So the usuals. We want to thank Ricky Pope. Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show. Uh, well, of course, Ricky Pope, remember, of course, from the Christian Nerds Unite. And, of course, Karen Kennedy, all for helping me out with the intro. They're the voices that you hear bringing us in. I do appreciate them. Make sure you visit our website at neverlandpodcast.com. There'll be a link right in there for my podcast reviews. Please leave us a review. And, hey, if you happen to have a podcast, you want to get your reviews worldwide, you can use my podcast reviews for as low as, like, $50 a year. You can get all your reviews sent to you. It's a really nice, nice service. Which, hey, I could use some reviews. I haven't gotten any in a while. I'd like to see what y'all are thinking. Are you enjoying the show? You know, leave a comment on uh, YouTube where I'm going to leave this video up. You know, communicate with me. I love hearing from you. Send us an email. Podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. I have been informed that, yes, the voicemail has indeed been shut down because I wasn't doing anything with it. Uh, we're also, of course, we are on Twitter, but the only thing I do on Twitter really is post about the episodes being up. You know, <laughs> And then, of course, we do have a Facebook fan page and a group and that's where i do like to share when i see something neat that's coming out or something i want to share with you i will post it over there so uh go in there and have some discussion occasionally it's like it's fun to even ask you some questions i have a a question i even posed of what some of your favorite uh, old like catchphrases would be from some classic cartoons i'd like to hear your thoughts on that so make sure you go and visit us on facebook but we've got a lot of fun coming up in the next couple episodes like i said marshall younger phil lawler two writers and two different things from the adventures and odyssey the one of the longest running radio shows ever yes it is still going and uh audio drama and audio comedy uh it's still going on out there and you can definitely check it out and hear a lot of great stories and i got two great storytellers coming on to tell me about some of their craft and uh, I, I really enjoyed talking to them. I think you're going to enjoy hearing it in the next couple of weeks. I might even have a few more people I'm going to try to talk to as well. But uh, until next week, get lost. In an adventure! Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. <laughs>